Hi, friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a mini-sode at Spice Chaos. It's mini-sode day, and oh, I'm so ready to talk to you. Yeah, it might be a little heavy. I don't, I, I for once do not know what we're going to talk about. I'm a little scared if I have yeah, to, if so, I must admit. So we'll get this out of the way real quick. Um, that host over there is my bae, Caitlin, from Creating in Chaos. <laughs> and that's my planner wife over there. That's Leanne from Spice Plans. Yes, we are definitely uh, married. That's right. Um, and I want, to, um, I want to speak to that really quickly because I was listening to Planners and Wine this week. Uh-huh. And um, gosh, I'm trying to figure out which episode was it that I was listening to. Um, I one can't remember. Yeah. I think it, I think it was the one where they had Jeanette on from um, okay. planners gone wild and they were talking mm-hmm. about go wild, but before they brought her on, they were talking to each other and, um, Oh, if I had been paying attention, I, I, this is, I'm going to get this wrong. And if I do <laughs> Meg and Myra, just come and tell me, but yeah, I believe rest. that it was maybe Meg told Myra that she loved her. Oh, that's so sweet. Or Myra told Meg that she loved her. I can't remember who was who said it first, but yeah. I just know that they acknowledged that that was like the first time that she had said it to her. Oh. And, she was like, and then they started talking about planner wives. And all I could think is they're just like me and Caitlin, you know, right. that they're that they're basically married to each other and they you know and I I was I was like yelling at my radio like yes we know how you feel (laughs) (laughs) we totally do we get it so um I love listening to them they make me laugh so hard when I'm driving in my car yes and on that note I love you Leanne I love you so much (sighs) I love you too Caitlin you are just the the light of my life you're the wind beneath my wings (laughs) yes you are (laughs) you are my hero (laughs) <laughs> you're everything I wish I could be you've got a friend in me yeah. <laughs> we could do this all day you guys we, we could, could we could this, this could be the whole mini it really could. it's um, a random sappy song line <laughs> mm-hmm. you're the um what well, hold on um I had a good one and then I forgot it okay I've had quite a day <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it I have not heard about it she's like I have to save it for the mic <laughs> yeah, Caitlin has no idea what I'm going to say. Um, no, I'm but afraid. I okay. do have a correction from Monday's episode. Okay. So Monday, I told you guys about the YouTuber, the Hornet King. Uh-huh. And Caitlin and Brian have been watching the Hornet King and uh-huh. Jamie and I have been watching him. And those videos are really good. They're, they're kind of intense. So, you know, if you feel like watching somebody suck hornets out of a tree and then feed the larvae to his chickens, it's a great YouTube channel for sure. It's literally just a shop vac and a bee suit. I was very surprised. I was like, Brian, you can do this. Here's your next career path. <laughs> he could. He could. And then we get the larvas for our ducks. It would be a perfect setup. It would. It would be so perfect. And you guys could make a whole YouTube channel about it and I could watch it from home. <laughs> so I yes. think that Brian would make a fascinating YouTuber. I really do. I do too. He always says that he's not great on camera and like he does get a little bit like flat affect, but he, after he got used to it, he could do it. I think he could. Well, all I know is he would be quite the YouTube personality. I know. I agree. So anyway, I... I'm so embarrassed that I suggested 
that this person moved a nest from Europe. Okay, I I actually thought, and this is true ignorance here. I thought when he said that it was a European hornet's nest, that he was like straight up, meaning he had moved it from Europe. (laughs) No, it's just the type. But there's a type of hornet. And after watching more of his videos and learning more, Mm -hmm. I have learned that there is actually a type Mm -hmm. of hornet called European hornet. Yeah, they're very invasive and they're mean and they're big and they're it's a bad time. (laughs) Yeah, it it looks like a bad time for real. (laughs) Yeah. But I was so embarrassed. I realized before that episode even went live on Monday that I had gotten that just insanely wrong. As you're editing, you're like, oh, no. But (laughs) I wasn't going to take it out. You know, I was just, this is what happened. I'm just going to leave it. And then I'll correct it on Friday. And people can laugh at me and we can all laugh about how dumb I was about European hornets. But I'm a city girl, okay? I don't even know what a, all bugs are bad. I don't. All bugs are bad. <laughs> yes, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of any kind of hornet, and I certainly don't know the differences in their names. Yeah. So yeah, in the back of my mind, I thought, okay, so this guy like probably put the queen in like a little container, and then had the whole nest just shipped all the. Way. No, that is not what happened. That is not at all. I'm happened. wondering what he does with the queens though, because he does put them in like a container afterwards, like as he's cleaning them out. I don't know what he does with them. Well, sometimes he will relocate a nest. Oh, no. He has done that before. Oh, okay. But he certainly did not have it shipped over from Europe in any way, no. shape, or form. So that was just totally wrong. So this is Corrections Corner right now. And I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to correct the horrible, embarrassing wrong from Monday. No, you did just fine. You're good. But no, don't come here for, like, information about anything that is true don't ever listen to us we don't ever do research or know anything really yeah yes if we had someone that really was fact checking us all the time it'd be a problem there'd be a lot of editing there would be so many dms there would just oh just be awful so that's my correction i Mm -hmm. apologize to the hornet community Mm mm-hmm that I was so wrong about that. Um, I am surprised that no one popped into the DMs to correct me, though. So I, I didn't know. I thought, I'll wait the week and see if anybody says anything. No Hornet experts popped into no, the DMs? No, nope. okay. But it's very possible that there were people that were kind of raising an eyebrow at that whole Maybe. conversation. Yeah. Uh, okay. That is that. And I have two mm-hmm. things that are not on the notes because Leah just made them and handed them to me. So um, you guys know that we have a love for the Tiger King. And Leanne, did you hear that Carol Baskin is trying to help Joe Exotic get his um, sentence reduced? Did you yes. Um, here's what I heard. Uh-huh. I saw a headline uh-huh. and then did not click on it. Okay. <laughs> like you do. That's, like that's, you do. That's normal behavior for Leanne. Yes, I thought, well, if this is important information for me to have, someone will tell me. Yes. And here you are. Here I am. (laughs) Um, He uh, suggested he'd be willing to accept the help. Oh, okay. Even from Carol Baskin. Yeah. And here is the quote. So it says, it is time for Carol and Howard to put up or shut the hell up because I'm accepting their offer. (laughs) <laughs> because that's how you respond to somebody who wants to help you get out of jail. Yes. 
<laughs> well, would you have expected anything else? No, I wouldn't have. But I just no. thought because we talked so extensively last year about the Tiger King that we had to do that. And then my other thing is, you guys, I feel like I'm channeling my inner Leanne right now because I have been late night shopping. <laughs> like, a lot. Like She I has a real stopped. problem. I do. I have, I need to stop. So I have three Chic Soul orders that are on their way to my house. And I bought two Starbucks cups of Mercari. And what else did I buy? Oh, I put in a Torrid order that I didn't even tell you about, Leanne. So I have to stop, though, because my stimulus check is officially gone. (laughs) Like, (gasps) I I am just, it's done. Like, it's it's done. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry that it's gone. Well, it's just in time for tax returns. (laughs) So never fear. you stimulated the economy plenty. I sure did. Yeah. You so. did exactly what you were supposed to do with that money. Yes. So there you go. And the Starbucks cups that I got, like they're sitting in front of me. And I don't know why I feel called to talk about this on the episode, but they're from the spring release. And you guys, they're purple. Mm, they're very beautiful. <laughs> so if they were sitting in front of me, I would just have to put a beverage in one just immediately. I don't know how you're, don't well, know how I you're standing it. Well, and... It's not that I don't trust people, but kind of. So I feel like I have to wash them first. Oh, yes. Wash it first, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. well, and, oh, my gosh, they're so pretty. I just, okay. So that's been Shopping Corner, but I have to, <laughs> I have to stop. I have to. Yes. I might have to, to actually do a no spend. I might have to. Ooh, we will all support you. We will. <laughs> After this upcoming Happy Planner teacher release, I might have to do that. Well, I have had to basically purchase more cloud storage storage on my phone for as many screenshots as she sends me of her orders. <laughs> yeah. She it's like, every time I pick up my phone, she's like, look what I just did. What, why am I like this? And then there's like four pictures of her <laughs> shopping cart from chic soul. I know. And I'm such <laughs> a bad friend because two weeks ago, Leanne's like, I need you to tell me not to shop. And here I am over here. Like, look at me shopping. <laughs> Well, I figured out pretty quickly that I need to have some self-control on my own. Yeah. And that you have warned me many times that you're not the friend to go to if you're trying to be on a no spin. So I, I've accepted that about you. It's just, that is just the way it is. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's all all my extra notes. That's all my varying from our notes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always love Tiger King news. Yes. So when that unfolds, we can talk more about that. So maybe I'll pay a little bit of attention and see what's going on there. But I watched this thing on YouTube because now I've just become like a YouTube watcher because that's all Jamie watches. So we get up in the morning and drink coffee and watch daily dose of internet for three hours on the, you know, I mean, like we are just all about YouTube right now. So we watched this one video that was all of these amazing uh, um, animal couples oh. like strange animal couples you know there's like an mm-hmm. orangutan and a puppy and you know things like that right so they actually went to South Carolina where that who is that guy Doc Antle oh, do you remember yeah. him the documentary <laughs> yes. he had that tiger or that animal reserve in South Carolina yeah, near he, Myrtle Beach where he makes ligers Yes, exactly. Yes. That's the first time I ever saw a liger was at Myrtle Beach and it belonged to Doc Antle. And I didn't know who he was. But then when I saw that documentary, (laughs) I was like, hey, I've been to that place. Yeah. But he um, was part of this little documentary that was on YouTube about, you know, cute animal couples. Mm -hmm. And he has 
I think he has a tiger there. No, he has a lion there that is best friends. He has a tiger and a lion that are best friends with a bear. Oh, oh that's so cute. And the three of them are like a thruple and they hang out in the same pen and they <laughs> snuggle on each other and they play with each other and they eat together. And oh. that was part of this YouTube video. And he was in the YouTube video and I thought this has to have been made before the Tiger King came out because didn't he get arrested? Oh, I don't even know all that. I know his kids both have YouTube channels, though, also. Okay, well, I just can't remember what happened to him at the end of that documentary. But I remember learning that he is quite the skis. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, yikes. anyway, he was in that video, and I thought that was interesting. So all, you know, Tiger King things, it just, it just <laughs> won't go Tiger away. It's, ne- I know. it's never going to go away. We're, we're going to have to talk about this for the rest of our lives. It's obvious. For the rest of our lives, yep. Yes. Which I'm fine with. I'm totally fine with that. Oh, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'd like another so, documentary. I'd like a, like, Joe Exotic in Jail documentary. Like, can we please have that Netflix? <laughs> yes, I, I like documentaries about people that are kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, stray from the norm. Yeah, but I watched the documentary with Jamie this week about Elizabeth Holmes. Do you know who she is? I do not. Okay, she was the woman who founded Theranos. Okay. And it's this tech company that was trying to do, like, offer people at home or whatever blood tests without having to take whole tubes of blood. Okay. And anyway, watch the documentary. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Ooh, okay. But she is a very interesting person. So if you know about Elizabeth Holmes, send me DMs and we can talk about her. I will explain it to Caitlin further later. It's just not <laughs> good. It's just not good for a mini-sode. Okay, that's not mini stuff. Yeah, we got to so watch we that documentary. Yeah. Yes, we do. So I want for you to talk for a few minutes about the teacher release because you have looked at it a lot closer than I have. So kind of like hit on some of the highlights. The Happy okay. Planner just released all the information about their new back to school release and yeah, Caitlin is all over that. So I take it away. Best. Okay. So why is happy planner knocking every release out of the park right now? Like what is they happening really over there? They are not respecting my wishes to not spend money. They really have me out here just wanting to spend all the money. So um, they have a teacher release obviously. And I, I only saw a few student layouts, which was kind of weird. Um, you know, the color block layout, I only saw a couple of those. And pretty much all of the insides of their planners, like the guts, are neutral. I only saw one that had was colorful. But there are 11 sticker books. There are classic teacher planners. There are big teacher planners. There is a homeschool planner. There are accessories, you guys. There are store exclusives. Um, there are extension packs and planner companions that are store exclusive. I just, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen this summer, you guys. Maybe I won't be on a no spend. I don't know. And they put up an announcement on their stories recently that this is only part one. There is going to be a part two later this summer. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And I just love everything that Keita's putting out on the Fancy Plans Co. And I know she has some releases planned. And um, what else? Oh, and Villa Beautiful, I'm sure. Like, I can't be on a no spend, you guys. I don't know who I'm kidding. But the Happy Planner is killing this teacher release. Just killing it. 
it is pretty beautiful. What I love about this release is that there is a teacher layout classic extension. So if I don't want, yes, if I don't want to buy an entire teacher planner, which I don't need, but if I want to mess around with that layout this year and see if that could work for me for Mm. some purpose, then I can buy that. And I don't feel like, oh, now I've bought 10 planners that I don't need. (laughs) Yeah, I really like that because I think that's been some feedback that people have been saying that they want to buy just like the guts, but not necessarily like a cover and discs because we all have thousands of those. Exactly. And that's kind of how I felt when I was looking at the stuff because I was on the phone with Caitlin and I was trying to, what was I trying to do? Meal plan for the week. And finally, I just put my meal plan down and looked at the Happy Planners website because (laughs) everything I needed to see all these things she was describing. And Mm -hmm. they are pretty. They really have done a great job. Everything that they have released for July 2021, meaning the 18 month release and this new back to school release. It is all very pretty. It really is. It's probably the tie-dye collection. Like the tie-dye collection. I'm dead. Yeah. And I really can't get enough of those stick girls. I know. I I love love them. Stick girls. Yeah. Um, I love them. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe I can get my hands on some stick girls. So. And there's a seasonal teacher planner and the dividers are exactly the same as the dashboard that I'm going to be using. I could, you guys have matching planners. With different layouts. I could. And. Now she's thinking maybe she wants to switch to a teacher layout for her teaching instead of the dashboard after she bought up every dashboard in North America. I use the hourly right now for teaching. So I use the girl with goals extension. I'm still doing that for work. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. And I don't know what my schedule is going to look like yet. Some things are still up in the air. Um, So I don't know what I'm teaching yet. So I think that is going to be like the deciding factor because if I'm teaching four preps again, I don't think it would make sense to write out my lesson plans for four different classes. I think that would be just too much. Yeah, that would be too much. Mm -hmm. It would. Well, Well, I hope that you pick up the things that you want. I can't believe that there's 11 new sticker books. 11. And there's like a, okay, a floral teachers. That's not necessarily my jam, but I know how many people out here are loving the florals. And they, when they put floral and teacher together, <laughs> yeah. going to sell out. Oh, I and really, the Pride sticker book sold out in like four hours. That wasn't in the teacher release, but that thing sold out like crazy fast. Yeah, I'm so, upset about that. It sold out before I even knew that oh, it was available to buy. Gabe, I forgot to tell you this, but Gabe said it was restocked yesterday. So you should check to see. Oh, okay. Well, y'all know how I like to shop while we record. (laughs) I totally forgot to message you about that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I need to message her. And then probably my kids distracted me or something. Well, I, let me see. Let me see. Okay. Well, look, I'll figure it out. I'll find it in just a minute. Okay. But there's something else that I want to address quickly. Yeah, let's do it. And I know that Caitlin feels some type of way about this too. So okay. I just, I have to say this. Yeah. So I put up a picture on my Instagram this week of just my hair with a center part, because after Cute. we talked on Monday about Gen Z and the and the center part and all this stuff, I thought, you know, I'd give it a try. Well, somebody posted under that picture, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a nasty comment. Not kind of, it was a racist, nasty comment. let's let's call it what it was yes it was more than kind of nasty yeah I can't figure out why 
so the post that I that the post that I put up before that one actually was a Black Lives Matter post. Yeah. So I can't figure yeah. out why this person decided to comment under the picture of my hair part. Yeah, I don't get that either. But she said, and I'll read it. She said, I'm not for Black Lives Matter. I hope you are not either with what they support as a group. All lives matter. Whoa, that's intense. That's not okay. So not only was it completely out of context with what the post actually was, mm -hmm. but it was also offensive and racist and horrible. Yeah. So, and I, I, I see, okay, all lives matter, people. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that those of us that are over here saying Black Lives Matter, we agree with you that all lives matter. Mm -hmm. Okay? No one is disagreeing with you. No one right. is saying that life is not valuable or that, that some li lives matter and some lives don't. That's not what I, Black Lives Matter means. Like, that's I not don't that understand. Means. Yeah, I just can't figure out why people get so upset by us saying Black Lives Matter. I can't figure out why anyone would disagree with that. Now, I know that what she is implying is that the organization Black Lives Matter as a group is whatever. Well, I don't know anything about them and I don't care because right. I believe in what they're doing. Yes. And, and if it gets I, attention onto a group that has been oppressed since um, – European, Caucasian, whatever you want to call them, American people brought them here, then let's do that. Like, let's make, let's say what we're saying, what, what we mean, right? Like freedom for everybody, freedom and protection for everybody. That's clearly not happening. And I mean, like you can look at the data, like black folks get harassed by police and killed by police at a highly disproportionate rate. Black and brown men are in prison at a highly disproportionate rate to white people. Like it's the data is there and it's not my lived experience, but I'm a data person. I'm a spreadsheet person. And if that is there and if my friends are telling me that they're hurting, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. I agree. Period. And that is on I, period. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I just it might have been a little bit immature what I did, but I screenshotted the comment and then put it in my stories. Mm hmm. Because I don't care. I don't care if everybody knows who this person is yeah. that said this. At this point, Caitlin, Caitlin worries sometimes about her job and not getting in trouble at work. And I totally understand that. But I don't have a job. Yeah. So, you know, I, I understand you being a little bit more prudent about what you're putting up on social media. But right now, this is my this is my job. My job right now is social media and, you know, to cook dinner occasionally. Right. So, <laughs> well, and here's, I, here's my thing also, like I've been posting in my stories, you guys may or may not have seen it just about black lives matter and like police brutality and like all of this stuff and, you know, supporting people when they're killed and, you know, making, making the people aware of what's happening. And there has been one person that has been disproportionately reaching out in my stories, just, in my DMs and I feel like that person just wasn't hearing me. And so instead of choosing to continue an argument, I said something nice. I wasn't mean about it. And I was like, you know, I really need to discontinue this conversation because I don't feel like you're hearing me and I just don't have the mental energy for this hashtag boundaries. And <laughs> their response was unfollowed. All right. Well. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 
everybody's right to follow or unfollow whoever they want. But just because somebody refuses to argue with you in the DMs, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I just don't understand that. And I feel like, so here's what I feel like about the police thing. Um, I'm not saying that all cops are bad. I know personally several, at least a handful that I know in my real life who do their job and they do it well. But we have to look at the system of what happens when police are not doing their job effectively. It's just like what happens when teachers are not doing their job effectively. I can tell you I have been in the middle of breaking up fights, which is what that police officer was called to do with that 15-year-old girl that they chose to kill. Um, I've been in the middle of that several times. I've been in the middle of that pregnant. Would I ever think about even like pushing a student when I'm in the middle of breaking up a fight? Never. So I'm just thinking that maybe there needs to be some additional training. Maybe there needs to be some additional support or mental health support. I don't really know. But systemically, the way that the police is set up is not working. And it's very clear that that's not working. It is clear that it's not working. And I don't see how anyone can be alive in the country and not see what's happening. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. I, I just right. don't get it. I, well, and I, you... I think, I think people also misunderstand when people say defund the police. They're not saying that we shouldn't have protection in dangerous situations and that sometimes people do need to pay for their crimes. That's not what defund the police means. It means also offering a bigger portion to things like social services and mental health support to also support in those situations where an armed person who may be reactive is not the right choice for that situation. That's all that that means. It doesn't mean that police officers are less valuable or that we respect those police officers who are doing their jobs. You know, that's that's really not what that means. Well, I would even argue that look at the black police officers. Yeah. I don't see them in the street killing unarmed black people. Mm-hmm. And they receive the same training as the white officers. Right. So, so yeah, what's happening? What's happening? We just we need to know what is happening. And don't come at me with black on black crime. That is something else that's been irritating me because I've had more than one person in my personal life lately say to me, well, what about black on black crime? They don't, you know, they're not worrying about their own lives. And for me, I don't think that that, that is not part of the issue here. The issue here is the police were put in place to protect and serve. Exactly. And, and they, they are not judge. They are not jury. They are not executioner. That is not no. their job. So and just because a person does not comply, mm-hmm. that does not mean kill them. Right. And, and thinking about like the George Floyd incident, right? Like nobody has ever said out here that he was an innocent person. Nobody has ever said that he maybe had some things that he needed to work on. Nobody's ever said that he was a perfect person, but he deserved to go through the judicial process just like Derek Chauvin did, just like that. He deserved he sure his day in court. Yes, and, he did. And so did, um, I think I'm saying her name correctly, Micaiah, the girl who yes. was shot recently, and yes. so did Adam Toledo. Nobody's saying that these kiddos and these people may have not making, made choices that they needed to be held accountable for. But the way that we hold accountable people accountable is we, we let them have a fair trial. We do not murder them in the street. And so that is something I think again, that systemically we need to change and we need to remember 
um, that part of our, you know, our history and what the Constitution guarantees to all Americans. Well, I honestly don't think that most of the police departments that, if you look back historically, a lot of the police departments were put together during, you know, restoration after the Civil War. And a lot of them in the South were put in place just to hold, just to keep black people down. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of believe that the police system in the beginning was never really meant to not be racist. Well, and I also like, I understand that it's a stressful job. And I understand that they may fear for their lives out there. Like, I can't imagine even like being a teacher and having that level of fear, like, you know, school shootings or being assaulted by a student or something like that. I could never like take it to that next level. And that's why I didn't choose that job. But when you when you start to see those things in yourself and you start to notice that you're reactive, I think that I just think that maybe either supervisors need to notice or, or something else just needs to happen because there are too many people who are out here with guns and deadly force who are being super reactive at the at the very end of the day. Even like it happened recently in Portland, some a mentally ill man was, you know, doing a quick draw in the park with a gun and the cops showed up and killed him. They didn't call a response team to support him. They killed him because he was pointing a gun at them. So it, yeah. ha- it happens everywhere, north, south, everywhere. Yes, and I know that it's certainly not just a problem in the South. Yeah. There is a documentary on Netflix called 13th, mm-hmm. and it is so eye-opening. And I invite you, especially if you are either on the fence about this issue or you listen to us and you're not on our side, but you, you know, you listen to us anyway because mm-hmm. you're – Yes. You love us. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, I understand that there are people that listen to us that do not agree with everything that we say. Right. And I have had, yes. If you want to come into my DMs and talk to me like an adult and hear what I'm saying and not just continue to throw tired arguments that I consider racist and that are, um, that are harmful to people that I know and that are really working my, you know, my personal mental health. I am so happy to talk with people. I will engage with you. I will say kind things. I will not like argue and call you names and do things like that. So feel free. I invite you if you'd like to have a real conversation. I'm totally fine with that. Um, But I also know that I will never understand what the black community is going through right now, what they have gone through since, um, you know, since times of slavery. I will never understand that. But I still wholeheartedly stand with them. Yes, me too. And that is the stance of this podcast. So, you know, if you are capable of coming into our DMs and having conversations with us about things, and there are people that can, that do that. Because, listen, I know I've said some things about Disney that rub people the wrong way, and we've had conversations in the DMs, and we've had conversations about religion that people didn't love. There's all Mm -hmm. kinds of things that we've talked about that that we don't always agree on, mm-hmm. but having an adult conversation, that's what we need. We need, right. we need to have, and I'm not going to call you names and I am not going to no, never get defensive and get up in your face, but I am going to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming into Caitlin's DMs and explaining to her how hard the police have it is not going to change her mind. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's just, Yes, we see all the sides, but this is the side that is 
that needs I'll just support say, this right is now. the side that is that is the right side. Like we need to be all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Right. And they don't right now. They just mm-hmm. don't. And I I just I'm so I'm so upset today that that was in that, that was on one of my pictures and Caitlin has had so much more mm-hmm. ignorance in her DMs than I have. So I know that I was at the end of my rope with one comment and Caitlin is so nice to people <laughs> DMs. I don't know why people don't send me that stuff in my DMs, Caitlin, but they don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe they know that I have to be nice to them. <laughs> they know that you would just <laughs> pop off at any minute. I don't know <laughs> because you don't right. have anybody to answer to, but that's my thing though, as well. Like I don't, I just don't see the purpose of wanting to argue for the sake of arguing. Like if you want to hear me and you want to maybe like consider some of your things and you want me to consider some of your things, that's fine. And then we'll go our separate ways. I'm good with that, but I'm not going to just argue for the sake of arguing. I'm tired. You guys, I am exhausted. I'm a mom of two. I work full time. I try my best to get social media done. I'm exhausted. I don't have time to just argue for the sake of argument. I really don't. Yeah. And being my friend is a full-time job. Okay. <laughs> she, she clocks 60 hours a week with me. Oh my so, gosh. And my husband, he is a, as much as I love him, he needs lots of affection and, and, um, you know, hanging out, you know, he, that's just something he needs. That's part of his love language. So, you know, it just, I, I'm not going to argue with you for the sake of arguing. That's, that's my boundary. I'm not going to do it. And I am going to continue to post those things in my stories. So, um, I'm happy if you want to stay with me and continue to follow me and see what I'm doing in my planners and see all those cool things and, and see what I'm putting in my stories. That's cool. But if you also need to unfollow for your mental health and, you know, you're getting upset with things that I'm posting, that's fine too. I welcome that. Yeah. And we have had people say, you know, quit telling us to, to leave if we don't agree with you. We, we've had people say that but we should... But it's not about that. It's I'm not being in that in that conversation. I was probably a bit defensive, if I'm honest. And I was probably a bit worked up. But this is more about like I just don't have the space for it for um for argument for the sake of arguing. And I really don't want people to stay and follow me a out of obligation or b if I'm posting things that are making them feel uncomfortable. Um, in a way that they're not able to reflect right now. I, I really, that's, it's not that I don't want people because I love every single one of my followers. I interact with them all the time. And I hope that you guys all know, if you follow me, you have become my family. <laughs> that's, that's just how it goes. But if, if you need to take a break right now, I think that's okay. I think that's fine. Um, but I also welcome you to um, look at look at my perspective, look at the perspectives of other people in the community and just make your make a decision that's right for you. Yeah. And I will just go ahead and quote planners and wine. Yeah. We are not for everybody. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they have an episode called We Are Not For Everybody. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same. Like we I get it that we love every single one of our listeners and we're not trying to ostracize anybody. but the stance that our show has taken is black lives matter. And that's what it is. We're not going to, there's not going to be any bending there. So that's, that's that just, just know that that's where we are Mm -hmm. and that you will see some of that content on our personal Instagrams. And that is just, that's where we are right now. So 
Yep. And we're also pro stop Asian hate. We're pro LGBTQ. Uh, Plus, we are here for anybody who needs us to be here because we stand in a place of privilege. We both stand on a platform in a place of privilege. And if we are not using those platforms that we have and our privilege to make a real difference, then what's the point? Like, I could just share my planners all day. It's fine. But what's the point if my friends are out here hurting and I'm not doing anything about it? Well, and we get together twice a week and make this show. And mm-hmm. it's impossible for our opinions to not be here. It's just imp- there's no way there's no way for us to make the show and it not be uh, about how we feel about things. And we are going to talk about the things that happen in the world. And we're going to talk about how we feel about those things. Mm-hmm. And that is just where we are. And we're going to try to be fair and, and well balanced. But if something needs our attention and if we feel really passionate about that thing, then I think we're going to talk about it in a less than researched way. Um, but if you have research that you want to share with us that is um, comes from a reliable source, bring it. Like, I, again, I'm so happy to talk with people and to talk data. You guys know I love a, I love a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that being said, that mm-hmm. is... That's what it. happened on my Instagram this week. Yeah. I have one more quick thing that Caitlin doesn't know about that. I, I just, yet. I want to vent for just a moment about my personal life and divorce. Okay. So I don't talk about the divorce a whole lot on the show. There have been a couple episodes where we've gotten kind of in depth about what's going on with all of this, but Today was one of those days where, you know, two people who are trying to co-parent that that believe themselves to still be friends just can't get along. Mm-hmm. And any time that I feel grief over my marriage ending, I remember the good times with Andy. And I remember the good times when we were a family. And it's hard sometimes, especially after a breakup, to remember the bad stuff. Yeah. It's and I almost, think, I think you also ahead. do a really good job of remembering that you're, he's still your kid's dad, you know? And I think you do a really good job of that, of recognizing that you still respect him on that level. And at the end of the day, you still want to maintain a positive relationship for that. Yes. And I have always said to him and to everyone else that he is a great dad, that he is super there for the kids and super involved. But I'm going to be real honest here. He's lazy. Okay. Okay. And he was lazy when he lived here and he's lazy now. Mm -hmm. And he is very, very good at his job. Okay. He's not lazy at work. He provides, he's fantastic at his job. So let's not, Mm -hmm. you know, let's separate that. Right. But when he gets off work and it's been like this since we were together and now that we're not, he logs off of his work computer and plays video games until he goes to bed. Mm -hmm. And when the kids are with him, he enjoys playing video games with them and hanging out with them and they do things together and they watch things together, but they don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. The kids have been entertained since the separation by me alone because I'm the one that takes them to the beach, takes them to amusement parks, gives them yes days, takes them putt putt to the bowling alley. You know, I'm the one that is trying to bring back some normal into their lives. So Mm -hmm. we have signed them up for baseball and Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. 
Daniel's playing baseball and Hannah is doing Taekwondo. And this is Hannah's first extracurricular activity. And she is so excited about it. Oh, I and bet. yes. And she was so adorable in her. And I learned what the karate thing is called a gi. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yes. That's uh-huh. what she wears. She wears her gi. Mm-hmm. and she looks amazing in it and she oh, listens she to got the, it yeah she got it and she listens to the directions and she does everything that they tell her and she's just going to be really good at this mm-hmm. and it's good because taekwondo is a little bit more independent it's not a team sport right and i don't really see hannah doing well in a team environment if i'm <laughs> honest probably not yeah. <laughs> so i got the schedule today for little league my mom brought it over she had printed it out for me so I took pictures of it and I sent it to Andy and the first practice is tonight. This is Thursday when we're recording this and his first practice is supposed to be tonight. Well, okay. I already knew that if I texted Andy and told him, you got to take Daniel to baseball practice tonight at 6 PM, that he was going to be ringing my phone and fussing. And that's okay. exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And he tried to make it sound like I'm bad at communicating. When I explained to him, I literally just got this information. Right. I've given it to you 30 seconds after I received it, take him to practice or don't. But in the future, and this is what I said to him, in the future, when it's your week, it is your responsibility to get these kids to karate and baseball. Mm -hmm. That's your job. And it doesn't matter if you have to drive 30 minutes to get her to karate and then go all the way home and then drive 30 minutes back to get Daniel to baseball. That's what he was fussing about, that Mm -hmm. Hannah has karate at 9.30 on Saturday morning, and then Daniel has a baseball game at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's life. Yeah. You are their dad. It is a Saturday. It is your week with them. You take her to karate at 9.30 and then come home, chill with Daniel and Hannah for a little while at home, and then take Daniel to baseball at 4. Right. Or or have your parents help. Right. Like, or have your grandparents support like it, because I, I do see a little bit of that, like overwhelm because I'm also an anxious person. So two events that have people involved would be hard for me too, but I would get my kids there one way or the other and also make sure that my mental health was good. So maybe I'd take one and Brian would take the other one, or I would take one and my parents would take one or something like that. You know, there's ways to make it happen. Well, I offered him a solution to the Saturday problem because I can see from his point of view Mm -hmm. that getting Hannah to karate all the way across town at 930 and then going all the way back home and then getting Daniel all the way to baseball across town at four. It's a lot. I understand. Mm -hmm. So I offered him a solution. My mother offered to meet him after karate was over and take both of the kids home with her and then take Daniel to his baseball game and let the kids spend the night with her that night because she hasn't seen them in a while. And then he gets all squinky about, well, now I'm losing a day with the kids because of this. Oh, geez. But the kids chose to do it. The kids chose these activities. And he told me that it was okay to sign them up for these activities. And I told him, if I sign them up for this stuff, you're going to have to drive them. Mm Mm-hmm. They can't just miss baseball and karate on the weeks that they're with him. That's not fair to them. Right. It's true. It's it's not fair that I'm the only parent that's getting them to their extracurriculars. Because, yeah, when I look at the schedule, of course, it looks like a lot. Daniel's got a baseball practice on Monday night, Thursday night, and then a game on Saturday. It's a lot. It's a lot of baseball. Right. But they're kids. They're supposed to be out doing things. They're supposed to be, you know, playing sports and and exercising and I just I don't understand why on a Saturday he it's like he's afraid to give up his Saturday of sitting around and playing video games all day Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. I know that taking the kids to these things cramps your style. He was not happy about taking kids to stuff even when we did live together. Mm, okay. He, he dreaded game days because it meant we had to all get up in the morning and everybody had to get dressed and Daniel needed to have his baseball uniform on and then we sat outside on the ball field all day. But that's what parenting is. Mm-hmm. Especially you if your kids, kids choose it. Yes. If your kids choose it. Like, I would understand, like, if you had a kid that only was interested in, like, doing inside things. Like, they want to do Dungeons and Dragons or they want to play video games all day, too. But your kids want to be out and want to be active. So it's not like, it's not like you made the decision. It's It's that they wanted to do these things. Yes, and I don't think that it's fair for the kids to get the short end of the stick because mm-hmm. Andy and I separated. We're trying to make life for them as normal as possible mm-hmm. while we are co-parenting. So what that means is, yes, as of right now, the kids' extracurriculars happen to be on my side of town. But I am working really hard to end up on that side of town where he is now because Jamie lives over there near him. Yeah. So when I make it over there to that side of town, all of their extracurriculars will be close to both of us and it won't be this big of a deal. But right now, while this is where the kids live, this is the way things are. And I hate to break it to him, but he's the one who left. It's true. That is, that's a fair point. He is the one who left. He's the one who decided to move across town. Mm -hmm. So this is what we have to do. Well, that man had the audacity to yell at me on the phone today. Oh, no. Oh, that's that's what made you really angry. Because I was like, this sounds like a normal conversation where you guys don't agree. No, no. We fought. We fought about it. Because I had to come right out and say, on your weeks, you have to get them to these places. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about how you get them to these places because you're grown and you have a car and it's your responsibility. And you're not married anymore. No. When I get the kids to my house and they're with me, it will be my responsibility to get them to their extracurriculars. But when they're with you, it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had to do anything else for them since we separated. Nothing. I've bought all the clothes. I've made sure that they had everything that they needed at both houses. Whenever they need new shoes, I'm the one that takes care of it. I mean, I am taking care of everything. All he has to do for one week at a time is to is keep them alive. Yeah. And now that we've added this getting them to where they need to go, it's almost like he's freaking out like it's too much. Hmm. I wonder. So, OK, so here's my question, because I have a teacher brain and I always think that something causes a behavior. So what in his life is causing him to be so worked up about getting the kids to their activities is it his anxiety is it that he doesn't want to be around people or is it that he like wants more time to rest like what what is it that's my question I don't don't know because he was like this when we were married Hmm. okay getting the kids to the places where they need to go after school was a problem for him even when we were living together Hmm. and He's never been the kind of dad that would go with me to take them to the pumpkin patch or the Christmas tree farm or to see Santa or Mm. I have always had to, anytime the kids went somewhere and did something, it's mostly been because I took them. Mm -hmm. So now they've been, you know, in pandemic mode for so long. I'm wondering if he's not starting to have a little agoraphobia. Yeah, maybe I wonder. It's hard to speculate. I can't, I can't know, but I will say this. I acted like a child and hung up on him when he started yelling at me. 
Well, I mean, I feel like that is a boundary, right? Like I, I don't allow, <laughs> I don't allow my husband to yell at me either. So if he starts raising his voice and his thing is that he calls names, I, I tell him that we are going to end the conversation and we'll come back to it later. You know, I don't, you have to have a boundary. You can't let somebody, and it's the same for me. Like I, you know, I get a little huffy and I get a little sassy with Brian too. And he is like, I need space right now. We'll talk later. You have to have a boundary. And I think personally, I think taking space from negative conversations is the best thing for a relationship. I don't know who came up with that idea that, you know, don't go to bed mad, but sometimes coming back to it when you're fresh in the morning and it's not one o'clock in the morning is the best idea. So while hanging up may have felt immature, I think you'll be able to have a more positive conversation later. Well, he called back for like 10 minutes. Like multiple times in a row. And kept texting, please answer the phone, please pick up. And my mom was here and we were trying to get through my laundry, which is what we've been doing all week. Yeah. And I've been cleaning out drawers in my house all week. I've cleaned Mm -hmm. out drawers in bathrooms. I've cleaned out drawers in the kitchen. I'm trying to get the house ready for me to move. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing this all by myself. I have not asked Andy for any help, even though this was his house too. And a lot of the stuff stuff is his probably is. Mm -hmm. So when I'm going through things and I find stuff that's his that he wouldn't want for me to throw away, Mm -hmm. I'm putting them in a place and I'm going to get it all back to him. But I'm not asking him for any help on this big house project. I'm doing it myself, you know? Yeah. And when he, and I know that I don't always approach him the right way. And that's another reason why I can't get back together with him because I can't spend my whole life on eggshells. I just can't. Yeah. But he is the type of person that if you point out anything that he is doing wrong, he just gets in your face and screams. Oh, no. So he does not take criticism or critiquing or whatever very well. Mm -hmm. And when I said, you have to figure out how to get the kids to these places yourself when it's your week because you're their dad. He started screaming at me about how dare you even bring my parenting into this. He he wants to still look like this great dad, mm-hmm. but he's not willing to do this driving. Yeah. And I remember when I was growing up, my mom took me to piano lessons once a week and it was 40 minutes from our house. Yeah, it's true. You know? I mean, that's just what you do when you have kids. You have to do a lot of driving. They have a lot of little things they have to get to. Or you find things that are closer, right? And it's hard when you're freshly separated, freshly divorced, because you everybody's in different areas. But eventually, you'll be able to find things that are closer. But right now, your kid's social interaction and the, their need for social stuff, I think, is more important than his need for video game time. Or yes. your, your time for watching, you know, whatever you're watching, you know, because that's something that you're giving up, too. You're making sacrifices as well. Yeah. Well, this week, I have not had the kids here this week, and I have not spent my week binge-watching television shows. I have spent every single day here at the house cleaning stuff up, doing laundry, trying to get the house ready to sell, and then I've spent the evenings at Jamie's, you know, cooking and making dinner, and that's been great, but it's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel that he is doing the same things that he was doing before he moved out. He's just doing it somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of good for us to have these negative interactions because so much of the time when we talk, we are very civil to each other and it's not uncomfortable, but I need to remember how he is. 
You know, yeah. I, it helps me with my grief to remember that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, totally. And for me to casually mention why is it a problem on a Tuesday night for you to finish up with work and drive Hannah to karate because it gets in the way of your video game playing. That's probably not the right thing for me to say to him, but he needs to hear it because it's true. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah. And I'm sure that I'm not handling this the right way. I have not been perfect in this separation. I, I know that. I've not been great at communicating. It's really uncomfortable most of the time to talk to him on the phone. I, I know that I'm not great at, at the communication stuff, but I, I gave him this information as soon as it was given to me, which I feel is good communication. Yeah. But totally. I knew, I knew when mom handed me the schedule that it was going to be a fight and then it was. And so it's been, it's been quite a day. And I know that this show is not supposed to be about, my divorce <laughs> yeah and you guys there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that she keeps buttoned up she keeps it very professional <laughs> I'm trying not to just use this show as like a time to I I don't I don't want to bash my ex-husband yeah and I I don't I'm lazy too okay so me calling him lazy is not I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to defend myself there because I know that I have a lazy streak too mm-hmm I do, but I, I just feel that all I needed to say in this situation is when it's your week, it is your responsibility to get them where they need to go. And that is all. That's it. Yeah, exactly. When it's my and, week, it's my and, job. When it's his week, it's his job. And then if he, because he, of course, gets to make the choice when it is his week, if he chooses to not take them and the kids know that it's their night to go to this place or that place, then that's going to be his relationship that he's creating with them. Well, it's going to upset me a lot if he just blows off baseball practice. Sure. But like you remember, you <laughs> we're going to have a mini therapy session, you guys. You can only control you. You can't control what he does when he's not, you know, when you're not in a relationship. So you can give him the information. You can tell him how it might make you feel, you know, if he were to make that choice. But ultimately, it's going to be his choice to make. Yes. The hardest part for me is that my dad is super involved in Daniel's Little League. Mm -hmm. And my dad will be there for every practice, whether it's Andy's week or mine. So it's kind of like if Andy decides to not take Daniel to baseball practice, then I end up having to tell my dad Andy's not taking him this week. Well, then maybe your dad should have a conversation with Andy about how he feels about that. (laughs) Well, my dad has offered to drive all the way across town to pick up Daniel from Andy and then drive him back to baseball practice and then back across town to Andy's. Yeah, well, maybe he'll take you up on that. Who knows? But that's not I don't think that that's that's stupid. That that is so stupid for my dad to have to do that. When Andy is perfectly capable of putting down the PS4 controller and taking Daniel to baseball practice. That's That's all I'm saying. It's true, so, but you, you gotta you gotta let him make his own choices and create his own relationships with your parents who are still technically family and yes. his own relationships with the kids and make those choices. You can't control what he's gonna do. Yes, you're right. And I know there may be people that listen to this that talk to Andy. I don't know who talks to him. I don't think he listens to this show. This is not it's it's kinda like when 
Caitlin says, this is not, I'm not bashing my husband. This is, which, I don't, which I do frequently. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to bash the father of my children. Yeah. I'm not, that's not, that's not constructive. That's not what I'm trying to do. I was hurt by what happened today. And it was typical behavior that I'm used to from years of being married to him. And yeah. I guess I was just kind of hoping that maybe he had changed. Well, and he I has not, you, have, you know, I think you have less not. tolerance for it because if you asked Jamie, your current partner, to take your kids somewhere, when I'm just envisioning just the way that he is and the way that he interacts with you and what he does for his kids, I'm, I don't think there would be a fight about it. He'd be like, okay, I'll take this one to baseball practice. You take that one to karate. We'll be good. Yes. And if I needed to be away from him for an evening to attend a baseball game or to take Hannah to karate or to do something like that, then he would be understanding. Yeah. I, so I think you have less tolerance for it because it's not in your face every day. It's not. And I don't have to put up with it anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't. I do not have to listen to him yell at me anymore. When he lived here with me and I couldn't escape him, I had to listen to it. But I don't have to now. Mm -hmm. And he realized after he started yelling that that was inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And apologized, but it really upset me today. And we're making the show right now, so that's what you guys get. <laughs> well, and I'm sure that there are people listening who are also separated or have gone through a divorce or who are co-parenting, maybe were never married, who can relate to that. And it, it may be nice to hear some of those, you know, supportive statements from people. Well, I just hate to come right out and say, oh, my ex-husband is lazy or just like point out the things about him that are flaws because you guys who listen to us know that I am flawed too. This is not me, you know, pointing out his stuff and calling myself perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I have issues too. And I have, you know, issues with parenting the kids that he doesn't agree with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just, I know that I'm not perfect either. And maybe someday I'll sit down and spell out all the things that I do wrong. My kids yeah. could definitely shower more often than they do. Let's put it that way. Hey, it's just building their immunity. That's what yes. I say when I don't my shower kids my have, dad yeah, They have excellent immune systems because I keep <laughs> such a dirty house. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, I don't want, you know, to put him on blast, but at the same time, this is a part of, of what's going on with us. And he wants for me to communicate better. And I want for him to just do what he needs to do. And if I send him a schedule, he needs to follow it because they're his children. So that's, that's how I feel about it. And or before you sign them up, like have a conversation, be like, okay, this is when's going to happen on this day. Can you commit to this part before I even do this? I think that would have been a more appropriate time for him to express concerns. Well, and I feel like that he should have expressed concerns at that time because he mm -hmm. did say Yes, put Hannah in karate. Yes, put Hannah in baseball. I'll get them there. And then when I dropped Hannah and Daniel off on Sunday, Hannah was super pumped. She had her gi in her little bag, and she showed it to her dad, and she said, they have karate on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday nights. And she was just telling him when she could go. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I wanted to say, I'm sorry, baby, but he is not going to take you in the middle of the week. He's just not. And I just know he's not because I know him. Mm -hmm. And now look, she begged all week to please go on one of those weekdays and he wouldn't take her. And uh, now he's got to take her on Saturday morning when there's also a baseball game that day. And if he would take her in the week, he wouldn't have to do all that. It's just, yeah, this is it's not the time lot. for me to, it's, it, the yeah. logistics are not important right. to this podcast. It's just a lot and it's complicated and <sighs> you're frustrated. And I have never been in a parent, a 
co-parenting situation where I was not in a relationship with that person. So I don't understand that part, but I do understand my husband is a little bit lazy too. I can also be lazy. I feel like we can all get into those ruts and I don't know. I've been frustrated like when I wanted Brian to do something and he didn't do it. I'm a bit of a control freak myself. So I understand that. Um, and we're, I mean, we're still together and we're still trying to work those things out. We're by no means perfect, but definitely understand those frustrations. Yes, it is frustrating. It's been a frustrating day. I have cleaned out drawers all day and done laundry all day. And uh, after the flight with Andy, it's just, it's just been a lot. And then to get the comment on Instagram, just put the, everything about today has been irritating for me. So I apologize to everyone listening that this was not our normal happy go lucky episode on a Friday, but it's going to be okay. And I'll get, you know, I'll get through all this co-parenting stuff. Hopefully we'll figure out how to parent together and hopefully the trolls will stay out of my Instagram. That would be awesome. So yeah. Um, if you want to troll me, please put it in the DMS because that say that actually stayed underneath that picture for two days before I even saw it. Yeah. Because sometimes Leanne has a little bit of an Instagram break. Yeah. Sometimes I don't look at Instagram for days. So it's just for it to have sat there that long and I didn't do anything about it. I was upset yeah. at myself for that. I felt like I should have gotten on that quicker, but I didn't see yeah. it. So yeah, if you want to come at me with something racist, then put it in my DMs. Please don't put it under my pictures. Right. And remember, we're open to having conversations like we don't expect everyone to agree with us and that kind of thing. We know we all come from different walks of life, but I think the, the least part of the expectation is that we want to be heard. Yes, absolutely. So that is our show. It was not the, the joyous event that sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little heavy, but I hope that you guys understand that we're all going through some heavy things. And sometimes sometimes we want you to be able to relate to us on that level, too. Yeah. And because we do record twice a week, we try really hard to not, we've only missed one Monday and we, we really beat ourselves up for that. We still think about it. We still think about it. That one Monday that we didn't have a show. So this is, this is the way our lives are. And we want to share them with you and be transparent and authentic and let you guys know what all we're going through. And um, that's the show. That's the show this week. Kind of um, long. This was a long it, one. Yeah, this was a long mini and we have Juanita on Monday. I hope everyone is excited about that. Tell us, what, what is her Instagram handle again? So her Instagram handle is at Juanita Johns. So you can That's follow right. her. If you're not already, she's a squad member. She's amazing. We love she her. Is. She is. And I cannot wait to talk to her. So you can be looking forward to that for Monday. Mm-hmm. And hopefully everyone has a really awesome weekend and is kind to each other and puts on their masks and washes their hands and does all the things. And uh, we love you. And like we said, we're open to an intelligent adult discourse if you're interested in coming for anything we've said today. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But but we, we do love each and every one of you. We thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye, friends. Bye.